Madhouse, a podcast on a mission to tell stories of how creators in Africa get things done. I'm your host, Gabriel Ndaka. Today's episode is bound to leave you inspired, produced by Box Studios in Kampala. We deeply appreciate your support as we continue to bring you inspiring stories. Please share and leave a review on your favorite podcast application as this helps us get discovered and inspires a wider audience. And if you want to do more, you can donate to us and this helps us tell more stories of limitless possibility. Check the show notes for more details. Let's dive into another exciting episode of Madhouse. Welcome to this exciting episode of Madhouse. Join us as we delve into a fascinating conversation with Matthew, a talent manager based in Lagos, who's been working with artists like Johnny Drill and Sigar Glory, as he shares his story of how he got into the music business and the art of belief and patience as a talent manager. But uh, yeah, Matthew, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, bro. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, so just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Uh, what you okay. do. Um, uh, yeah, my name is Matthew Oyebanji. Um, yeah. Lagos-based talent manager and music entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, my roster currently includes Johnny Drew, okay. um, Sigar Glorin, and Adai. Um, Adai, if you, um, Adai is a gospel artist. Yeah. Um, about the most watched gospel artist in in Africa on YouTube. Um, nice. is a dance, EDM, okay. and house musician, producer, okay. and DJ. That's cool. Yeah. And nice. Johnny Drew is a singer, songwriter, producer, performer. Nice, 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 nice. So let's just get into like how this all started. Let's talk about the early days. How did Matthew get into like the music business and how did he, his upbringing? Uh, so let's start yeah. as a child. Were you like very interested in music or it was just a thing that he sort of caught along the way or as a child growing up were you like oh, i love music i love this and we're in like a musical family and things yeah. like that i'm just curious yeah. to find out yeah no I, I don't think i was from as well so when people say they come from a musical family that means maybe their father used to sing or yeah. their mother nah i wasn't yeah. from a music family in that regard my dad however did like music he used to play a lot of king sonia day and um sashin up I loved searching up guitars. In fact, there was there used to be a time when in the evening my dad and mom would come and they play up guitars and I come and start dancing in front of them. I really, really, really as a kid, I loved. I was like four, five years old, and I really, really loved searching up guitars. Then it was it was maybe six or something. Yeah, but I mean, I was really tender, so I really, really loved searching up guitars a lot. That's the first musician I can say I really wanted to listen to. And then there was Don Moen. Yeah. I had to attempt to do choreography <laughs> to Don Moyes' music. Um, yeah, basically, I, from as, if my memory serves me right, those were the musicians uh, that I really liked early childhood. But I did not particularly have any interest in maybe singing or being okay. a musician or anything of sorts. I wasn't particularly drawn into that. I, I feel like my love for music solidified more when I got into university, or maybe, okay. maybe from secondary school, I used to like lots of Eminem. Um, um, I used to, I used to attempt to try and play. So, they, so in our dining hall in secondary yeah. school, uh, Federal Government Academy in Niger State, Suleja, there used to be a dilapidated grand piano okay. in the dining hall. I guess okay. someone put it there for our studies <laughs> and they never played. In fact, you know all those pianos I have. That, that hits a chord at the back. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how to explain it yet, but then some of the keys were off. So I used to go and just play simple melodies. And there used to be this... But for a popular cartoon, I don't know if I can remember that cartoon. Um, Rugrats. Rugrats. Yes, Rugrats. So the melody I remember knowing how to play was that... Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so I guess that's the first. That was, yeah, that was my first experience with uh, actually engaging personally with the music. So yeah. I mean, my ability to do that was seen as an achievement, and I was done, satisfied. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. I didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to 
Yeah. Yeah, straight up. I didn't want to know how to do anything more. And then when I got into university, uh, then I fell in love with Kanye West so much. Um, mm. Used to be Kanye West. Used to be Calvin Harris. Okay. Yes. And this is like the early Kanye West, early Calvin Harris kind of stuff, right? Yeah, okay. early Kanye West, early Calvin Harris, early David Guetta. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, was it the Calvin Harris song with um, Nicki Minaj? Where them girls at? Was that Calvin Harris? I'm not sure. Um, check it. Let me check it. Hold on. I'm trying to, let me check yeah. it. Let me show you. The, the, the yeah, let me show you. Where them girls at? Where do I begin? Where them girls at? Girls at? Hold on a second. Ah, yeah. yeah I was about to say, like, what tell talent managers not to know his music history? Like, he needs to know his music history. <laughs> yeah, bro, my, my, my head is not here. It's not an encyclopedia. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, where them girls, it was David Guetta, yes, David Guetta with Florida and Nicki Minaj, 2011. I was in my okay. second year in uni then, when that song okay. came out, and mm. it was, I, it was really, I, I really loved that song. So, I I remember one time, my, whenever my friends come to my room, my dorm room, or my roommates are around, I disturb their life with that song. And there was lots of songs like that also. Yeah. So, I, I, I recover I had this um hunger to share music. I just always wanted, whenever I heard the song, I really liked, I wanted the next person around me to hear the song. I wanted yeah. the next person around me to hear the song. And at the university I went to, further University of Technology, are correct? Yeah. On those yeah. Things. Um, yeah. Technology, that means it was in no way, shape or form, a school meant for arts. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do though? What did you do at university? That's, I'm just curious. I studied statistics. I was in the ah, faculty okay. of science. I studied okay. statistics. I guess I went. I decided to study that because I used to be read. Still, am really good at yeah. mathematics. Although, yeah. of course, this head is the only mathematics I know now is calculating monitor. <laughs> and splits, splits, that's the only spreads, centages. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the only integration and differentiation I want to do right now. You know, <laughs> back then. But then it was, it was a lot of cumbersome, useless. Calculus, that's just... Bro, mathematics that has no business in real... In my own opinion, like, what the fuck am I using this calculation? Yeah. I just didn't know what I was using. I didn't, I didn't find see the value. What's yeah. it? 5x, and then it's a crazy differentiation equation. And then you're like, we have to... Equation, calculus, and all those things. I mean, apart from agriculture, which they had some application, and maybe physics, yeah. I am some, a bit of chemistry... I didn't even get the application of mathematics in real life. And it began, as I, as I got to my second semester and first year, second year, it began to become boring for me. And I could no longer relate yeah. to it. And I started, I wasn't finding it exciting anymore. It wasn't a drive. I didn't feel yeah. like I was letting, letting anything significant. And I was yeah. not enjoying my life at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So music served like something that gave me some sort of, Comfort. I didn't really know how to place what it was then, yeah. until a university of technology that had no faculty of arts or mass <laughs> communication or anything decided to open yeah. a radio, a campus radio station. Oh, and nice. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm not realizing that's probably God trying to <laughs> move mountains for me because trust. I don't know what my life would have become if I tried to stick statistics. I probably would never have graduated from uni to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really got to from went from love to dislike to outright hate for what I was doing in school. <laughs> Trust <Wow>. me. So, <laughs> no. We went down. So from we went from so when the radio station opened, I mean, of course, in a campus that has like twenty thousand students, um, maybe ten yeah. percent of them want to be musicians because then it was the band, it was it was done jazzy, it was yeah. P Square. It was yeah. Mohit, Plantation Boys, yeah. it was Star Plus. Everybody wanted to be cool. Everybody wanted to be talk of campus. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted, even those who could not strike a chord, wanted to be musicians, wanted to sing. Don't yeah. mm-hmm. their notes. And I mean, there was lots of shows then. I wasn't exactly the most social person, but I just knew that, I mean, in school, there used to be lots of guys that would always try to sing, good or not. They had rap passes and all that stuff. So a radio station opening, 
seems like an opportunity for the regular person to want to become popular on campus, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be that guy that all those artists are calling, you bro, play my song, you bro, put me on and stuff like that. Yeah. But I remember that wasn't, that was not my reason for going to the radio station. Yeah. I went there because I really, I liked the idea. So in addition to liking music as a kid, I used to watch a lot of sports shows. Ah, um, nice. There's this okay. guy called Mitchell Obi, not Mikel Obi, the footballer. Uh, yeah. Mitchell Obi is a sports, veteran sports um, presenter and analyst on TV. Yeah. I used yeah. to watch him a lot as a kid and I just really liked what he used to do. Whenever my dad, my dad was driving me to school in the morning, he used to play his radio, his, um, radio shows. Yeah. And he used to have one peak soccer moment. I used to listen to all those shows and I just really, really liked. So science music, I really liked that. So everyone had taken all the music slots on in the radio station. Yeah. So I applied to be a sports analyst. Ah, cool, go, cool. And passed yeah. through. So basically, I was like the back door. I <laughs> just yeah. found a way. I mean, like just for context, I think I think it'd be nice <laughs> to share that story of how like you walked into like a radio thing to get <laughs> your first radio. I think people yeah, just for context. Yes, I'm able to get there. So I mean, they say it's easier to stay on. It's easier to stay on the ship than to get right. on the ship. You yeah. understand? So I knew that what I had to do was just get there. Once I was in there, I'll find a way to stay there. You understand? And However, I got in, didn't matter. I got in as a sports analyst. And I mean, I found my way to start doing my own music shows, basically. I started out, you know, uh, Sundays, nobody wants to be on radio on Sunday because uh, <laughs> people are playing gospel music, people are going to church. Uh, people are a little bit less interested in pop culture on Sundays yeah. because, I mean, the society is very religious. So on Sunday, they're not yeah. preaching, they're not playing gospel yeah. music. People are like, who is the child of the devil? So I was like, you know what? Let me do a gospel um, chat show on yeah. Sundays in the afternoon. So I, that was my first radio, personal radio show ever I got. Okay. Was this um, on the um, university thing or on the... Yeah, the university radio. This was like around my third, fourth year. I mean, after doing like a couple years as a sports analyst, apparently I was able to get my way to start doing... Music okay, shows. Okay. So okay. I just made sure that whenever I was done with my radio gospel chat show, I had the liberty to play my own music for like the next hour because there was really no program then. So that was yeah. how I just zen. <laughs> <laughs> I just planted myself in that position. Do you get? I planted yeah. myself there, and that was how I started doing um, um, music on radio. And I really, really, really enjoyed my time. It yeah. gave me a sense of purpose. I was loving my life tremendously, even though academically, whatever was happening was happening, but I, I, I couldn't care. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. that, that yeah. has absolutely no business with my future. So why I dedicate any more of attention yeah. or time to it? But this is yeah. something I like. I didn't know, I, I, at that point, I didn't, I, I didn't really thought about it um, years ahead, but I was just living in the moment and I really liked what was going on. I still, yeah. I, I didn't see myself in the music industry I didn't see myself being a talent manager or holding an indie label or source. I, that wasn't really the goal then. I just enjoyed what I was doing. I was sharing music. People really liked what I used to do. People really used to call me and like, oh, I like this song. I love your playlist. And that was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you have to go um, on holidays. So there was this time I was going to be away from school for um, between half a year and a full year. And that was because I, on, at the fourth year on universities in Nigeria, you're sent to do industrial training in whatever okay. course you're doing. So I was going to be off campus radio for at, at least a half a year or more. Yeah. And um, there used to be a guy, I used to play his gospel songs on the radio. So I was just texting him, you know, I was on BBM. I said, bro, I'm off radio for now. I didn't tell you so I said, ah, no, I have one friend, Kemi Mui. Um, she, used, she used to be the head of sports at Lagos yeah. Television. That I go to her. I'm like, okay, no problem, boss. I'm going there. So when I got home, the first week um, back home, I just went there, and when I got there, it was she was she was already expecting me. She's like, "Ah, Matthew, I'm from Shogitosh." I was like, "Oh, great!" And then there was this guy, um, Godwin Inakana, very popular TV sports presenter yeah. uh, on, on on Lagos Television and of course on radio too. That man was yeah. in the office. That the man had a morning show, I think between nine a.m. and ten a.m. at LTV. So when I got there, I got there around ten. So the show had ended. It was just they were just in the office talking. And I said, mm-hmm. "Ah, meet Matthew." You know, say the the woman gave it gave me an introduction I would not even give myself that. It's a, it's a big, t- it's a radio presenter, 
in Accra, he's one of the best and they blah, blah, blah. The man said, oh, okay. Uh, I, in, my, in my head, I thought maybe he just wanted to speak to me. And then he took me to the radio station where, and then, boom, put me on there and introduced me. There and then. <laughs> on the sports show. <laughs> on the sports show, and I was like, you know what? The luck is when you are ready for an opportunity when it comes your way. And yeah. I would like to say I'm really lucky. And yeah. even though I, I mean, apart from watching us now and listening to lots of sports news, I'm not the guy to go deep into sports research. But I, do, I had enough basic knowledge and I could really talk very well. So that was able to like to sustain me on a, on a radio, sports radio show as an analyst. And that was how I sneaked my way into one of oh, the wow. biggest radio stations in Lagos, on mainland Lagos then. And I was like, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I found myself there. And I was really just enjoying my, my time still. And I, and I really still like music. I won't say I went there because I wanted to do a music radio show. I think yeah. I went there just because I just wanted to continue my passion of being on the radio. Yeah. Yes, I would have loved it, but I didn't really dream it because I'm an undergraduate. I'm not done with school yet. When I get to the radio station, there is a lot of intense waiting for opportunity to get yeah. on radio. So you can't just come from nowhere bloody undergraduates when there are graduates people who studied yeah. mass communication waiting in line to be on the radio so i didn't even think yeah. about it. although i would have loved the opportunity but that was not my goal i was just happy then yeah. and there was the morning so when is sports show is sports show starts around 11 um a.m but we always get to the radio station around 10 so there is this 10 10 so there is this like 30 minutes um wait time before yeah. we start that show and then um at the time um, Tosin Buckner was the biggest voice on morning uh, radio in Lagos. You will not, you will not ask anyone who had a radio or who had a car, and they don't know Tosin. So it was impossible. She, she was the most popular and the biggest voice on morning radio in Lagos. Yeah. Her radio station was, her radio show was on that station. Just to see how recently yeah. big the, the station was then top radio. Okay. Yeah. So I lost. I, I mean, she used to talk with us sometimes. So there was this day, I, I someone encouraged to. Tell her to give her a link to my playlist. Uh -huh. yeah. So there are some songs I like, I think would be great for your show. And I take yeah. and listen. And she she said, okay. And then the following morning, she said, I should send her my email. I should send her an email of a, that she listens to the songs. And she liked that she create a 30 minute radio show. I thought, oh, maybe she just wants me to like create a radio show. And I did yeah. that, I sent her emails back and forth. Lo and behold, the following Monday, she, she told me I'll be joining her on air for a 30 minute video. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I need to put this in context. This is me with not more than two years' radio experience, still an undergraduate, no background in journalism or mass communication. It's just yeah. basically sheer love and passion for music. Yeah. Um, being on air with the biggest voice on radio in Lagos. Moment, yeah. In Nigeria, to be honest, because I don't think uh, you could count on one finger radio hosts that were on her level in the country. Yeah. You, you yeah. really count up to three or four. Yeah. She yeah. was that. So this was an immense platform for me. And yeah. that gave me some sort of belief in myself more than anything else that um, I had something in me. And even though she's late now, her memory is always, for me, is always that person who sets me on the path for my career. Mm -hmm. You understand? And that will always yeah. be one with me. So yeah. that was how I got myself doing music radio on talk radio then. And she didn't, another thing she used to do, she, did, she didn't really used to screen my show. Yeah. She didn't do any audition for me. I guess she had probably listened to me on sports show. So she didn't yeah. do any audition or test. She basically yeah. just put me on air. Like, yeah, um, when, when I put that in context, I'm like, I know what she did to even get on radio herself. Uh, even at her level, she probably must have done some auditions and some all that. But here yeah. I am, and she's putting, giving me 30 minutes on primetime morning radio. So and you don't want to get, you can get afternoon radio wrong, you can get midnight radio <laughs> on, but two times you don't want to get radio wrong. Is morning radio and drive time radio in the evening because that yeah. then the advertisers are listening. If they sense that your show is boring 
uninteresting. They are taking their adverts off the platform to a more interesting platform. And your yeah. employers are going to be like, you're losing us money. So no one, no one really wanted to play with their morning radio. So the fact that she put yeah. me there just, just really, really said a lot of how high I took my, myself and my career then. And yeah. So the radio show we were doing was called Alternative Hour. So it was 30 minutes of alternative music. Because back then also, I mean, pop, the pop and Afro, Afrobeat scene ruled. Okay, for people who think Afrobeat is coming from, from nowhere, Afrobeat has been yes, dominant. Yes, yeah, in, in, yeah. I mean, you might, you might know maybe um, The Prince, The Band, or Jazzy. Bro, you, you don't know Lagbaja. <laughs> but you don't know Star Plus. Then we probably were too little to know how exactly how big and immense P Square are, or yeah. the legendary bandages, or Two Face, or Plantation Boys. You understand? Yeah. That was like the hitch, that was the culture. So for someone to make country music, then took first off immense talent for you to even be recognized, and took a significant amount of courage, to be honest, because there yeah. was the opportunities for you were few and far between. The platforms were few and not yeah. big. You understand? Yeah, the bigger sure. platforms yeah. really plugged. Mm-hmm. Even to date, recognized the um, biggest artist at the time in Afrobeat. Yeah. So, yeah. and then there were very few artists making yeah. something that wasn't really pop in Nigeria. Yeah. Then, Arms, yeah. Praise, Bears, Aramide. Then, they were the biggest. Then, um, there was also Clay. Who used to make uh, rock? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, so we had an email address for people to send the music. In fact, it was so well, we want to play new music because we had to play fresh music. Yeah. We had to fill in with foreign content because there was not even enough Nigerian content to have fill up a, uh, okay. a fill up a proper thirty minutes thirty minutes radio show daily. Wow. Because they can't, okay. they can't rotate, they can't play the same song. Of course, there are some songs that are going to be in rotation, but your show gets boring when they hear the same song yesterday and hear the same song tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going yeah. to talk about? So we didn't really have enough of the whole content. So we had the, you know, she put what else, she was really popular. So she put what else, hey, if you make this kind of music, we have a radio show for you, send in your music. Of course, yeah. people will send music. Of course, they're yeah. going to hear disastrous songs. <laughs> they're going to hear some yeah. songs that are going to make, oh God. You might as well give it a microphone and sing, bro. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I used to do that. Sometimes I, I would get some nice songs and all that. So, I, I mean, I went back to, to uni because my um, six to eight months were up. But my radio yeah. show still went on. And she, I used to send her music and she used to play it then. And then there was a day I was on the email and then I saw this email from a guy. His handle was Johnny underscore P-Fame. He had just... A year ago, it was on the TV reality music talent hunt show project yeah. fame, and ah uh, okay, I listened. Okay, initially sent a cover to yeah. uh, Nija, so yeah. was like a very big song back then, yeah. and it was very dope. I'll be honest with you, it was very yeah. dope. And the reason why I'm even saying very, I'm not even gushing about it right now is because even after that he has surpassed its levels over and over and mm. over again but then it was always pretty big it's got really big on the top big radio stations in lagos then yeah. so seeing yeah. his email i knew that okay this guy is dope right let me yeah. check out what he has for me and then when i listened to love don't lie and it's interesting why how seven years on i'm his manager he's he has an album out lots of incredible songs out but if you ask me anytime that, what's your personal favorite Johnny Drew song? Yeah. I'm very happy to say Love Don't Lie. Love Don't Lie. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Because of how the song hit me then. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, then I used to be a fan of Our City. Fireflies was my, one of my favorite songs. And listen to that song. And then Fireflies was um, dominating the charts globally. It's got to number one, I think, oh, top five in the very least. It's got that big, in, and I was, when I listened to this song, I was blown away. And it's one of the few songs that, even if I'm 70 and you ask me, what are your top 10 of favorite songs? That's, that's, on the list. I, that's, 
is going to make the list. That was exactly how I felt about that song. And immediately I felt, I, was, I, I just wanted to share that song to everyone, to be honest. Yeah. I just wanted everybody around me. I put it on my radio show. Trust me, this song was playing five times on a three-hour radio show. Yeah. I, I'm not exaggerating. This song played at least twice an hour. And of course, nobody challenged me for playing it. Hey, people <laughs> called me and asked me, oh, please send me that song. I'm like, is it Nigerian? Is it Nigerian? Are you serious? Ah, are you sure? Oh, this guy spoke pigeon in this song. Ah, are you serious? Ah. So on the first listen, you have to listen closely to believe me that you're Nigerian because he spoke pigeon. Even as I told you, oh, his name is Johnny Drew. Ah, Johnny Drew is one uh, European or one American. I'm like, nah, 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 Jabo, no worries. He's not Johnny, Johnny for theme. <laughs> so that people really believe that, okay, he's Nigerian. And I noticed that people really, really like this. And there was lots of interest. So then I said, I didn't really see myself as his manager then, to be honest. I just really liked and I felt an obligation to share that song. Of course, based on from my um, experience working with Tosin, my network improved. I had known some presenters in some pretty big radio stations in Lagos. I had their personal contacts and they respected my taste in music. So when I sent them that song and they put it on the biggest radio shows, daytime radio shows, nighttime radio shows, I was not surprised and I just felt very encouraged. Are you okay? This thing I think is great. People think it's great too. Um, so yeah. whenever you play, whenever our radio um, presenters play music in Lagos, they upload their playlist on Twitter so people who miss the radio shows can just go back there. Or people who hear the song, they don't know the title, they can just go on Twitter and check that and of course follow the musician, follow the artist. So anytime I play the song, I'll tweet at him. So he had been seeing it. So one day I'm like, you know what? Let me host this guy on my gospel show that I always do every Sunday. Because that's what yeah. this, that was the show I had 100% control over. So I invited him a couple of weeks later. He was around where I was living and then he came to campus. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I met him. That was in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And boom, we had a radio interview. We started talking. I was like, yo, bro, he told me he lives in Benin City. He asked me about the Lagos faith. I was like, uh, truth be told, I don't know much about the Lagos space. The few I've heard yeah. about it is a very intense market. You have to pay to yeah. get anything significantly. Yeah. I remember clearly, I was trying to buy this taxi. I remember that conversation very clearly when he was asking me that, how, what, how is the Lagos? And I was like, man, the little I know, everything you get there, you must pay for it. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, no problem. But then I realized that I didn't pay a dime to anybody to play Johnny Drew. Yeah. His first big radio interview yeah. um, on Cool FM, I didn't pay a dime. And I knew just how much um, that platform meant, even to like pop artists. People yeah. would pay as much money as they can to be on that platform. Yeah. Wow. You understand? Yeah. Because that platform was basically just for A-listers. You understand? Wow. Okay. Then, the only uh, musicians we hear on Superstar Wednesday are the superstars, basically. Yeah, if you're yeah. not man, if you're not P Square, if you're not Banky W, if you're not Whiskey, if you're not David Doe, uh, you don't have any business being on Superstar Wednesday. Even if you have all the money, because trust me, there are musicians with money. Do you understand? Yeah. But yeah. money doesn't make you a superstar. You guys. Yeah. So even, even if you had all the money in the world to buy that, you can't buy it. Do you understand? Uh, so that's the yeah. platform. So, that's very interesting. No, just sorry. Like, yeah, but just very interesting. We'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the question in the back of my head. But yeah, just keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So, getting on a platform like Superstar Wednesday, he didn't even believe yeah. it to be honest. When I called him and said, "Hey, bro, that's only the first time I need to be with you," he's like, "Oh, yeah. okay, um, I'll come." I'm like, "No problem." I mean, he, he didn't think it was real. The day yeah. came, we're like, "Oh, where's Johnny?" Ah, we're looking for Johnny. <laughs> Johnny was not <so> found, <laughs> and then. Really had to call him himself up, yo, bro. Like, how can I announce on radio that you're coming and you're embarrassing me? It was really pissed off. Like, come on, and yeah, putting myself on this show that was really annoying. Because imagine you announcing that to your audience, the biggest yeah. daytime radio host in Lagos, that you I have this guy coming in, I'm excited about yeah. this, and then yeah. boom, that hour pop is nowhere to be found. It was really, really bad. <laughs> you can imagine that bad aspect. People are not like, who, who is this guy that nobody knows? Who is this guy? Are you this guy? That's Nobody knows you. They're putting you on superstar when then you're signing up. Do you know the kind of artist? I mean, artists were pretty angry that, bro, I have money. I would pay to be on this platform. Who is this nigga that, bro? 
weather. <laughs> so people were really upset at him. And even before, and then the following week, and he got so we now rescheduled the interview, and then he, he came. And yeah. so then he now I feel like then he realized that okay, this is now gone beyond like maybe just something I love thing or something I feel is great. This, yeah. I think when he got the conviction that this is really going to be huge. Do you yeah. understand? Mm-hmm. And then he yeah. knew that he was certainly at par yeah. with every other bond making wheels by yeah. then. Yeah. And something yeah. interesting also happened. Um, there was this event that happens every every year, Go Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so organized by one of the biggest force crews on radio in Lagos, also Femi and the gang. Yeah. So basically, Champions League final on a big screen. Lots yeah. of brands come on board because it's a big event. There's a lot of exposure. Thousands of people trooping. Yeah. I mean, imagine yeah. a Champions League final game on a big screen in a public yeah. place. Yeah. So yeah, Crazy. That, basically, that's what it was. So, of course, everyone here wants to listen to Alami Day, doesn't listen to CDQ. Because mm-hmm. those are the artists that relate to them. I'm not sure anyone is going to go first and in 2016 trying to hear Johnny Drew. Nah, I don't think <laughs> yeah. anyone. So yeah. when we were invited to come play as go first, right? Yeah. John Drew was invited mm-hmm. by Femi Bokanios to come to do go first. We were excited. I was very excited about it, but yeah. I'm sure somewhere deep down, maybe I didn't expect it, but I'm sure somewhere deep down, I was wondering that. Okay, how is this going to pan out, right? Not like doubt, but just skepticism and, and anxiety. How is yeah. this going to pan out? Are they going to be like, who be this one? Alele, Chrome, eh? You know, this kind of thing. Because people get that reaction sometimes where people can't relate to what you're doing. And mind yeah. this is an audience that I would like to be, I like to believe back then, majority of them did not even know his music. Let's yeah. even know who he was because he wasn't yeah. popular. Mm. So, I mean, there was this guy, CDQ, big, yeah. big, huge artist. He performed. And then, boom, next on stage is Johnny Drew. <laughs> we were going to leave. And interestingly, as the event was going, when we were looking at the kind of audience and crowd, we were going to leave. So, we had already come up with an excuse to tell Femi that, oh, let's perform at the. Because they had a dinner, an after party uh, dinner. They were like, oh, the dinner is more of a sound. Let's go talk about dinner. Yeah. Let's start drinking. That's right. That's very Jenny Drill, like a dinner. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah. This is why people are calm. We told Femi, yeah. let's, let's do it. Femi was like, drink where uh, dinner was. My friend, go on stage and go and perform. Basically, <laughs> he didn't let us leave. He's like, go on stage and go and perform. And, and there is a there's a video to that I'm going to send to you so you can link it in in, in this yeah. podcast. And then, yeah. When Andrew performed, he went into the crowd. Nice. That's that's basically he went into the crowd. Guys, I'm not talking, I'm not talking girls. I'm trying to have this way, this way. I mean, no disrespect to anyone, but this were street boys, bro. Do you understand? This were street yeah. boys who probably just finished work or Basically, I mean, you imagine an audience that comes to watch a Champions League final on a big screen in a public place, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the music is a bit more hyper, like more. You get rather be yeah, some. It's a lot more high. You understand? Yeah. This more. Yeah. So that was the audience. You get and bro, the reaction was incredible. It was incredible, and I feel like without if you if you ask him, I feel like that moment. Yeah. The mo- his first concert, Johnny's Room Live, where we yeah. wanted to do a concert for only 100 to 200 people, but we ended up having 3,000 people. Nice. And out of all that moment, I'm sure if you, if you were to pick his top five, top 10 moments that gave yeah. of yeah. his musical journey, yeah. I also believe he's going to mention that moment. Because for me, yeah. I knew that, okay, this is, that gave me the conviction that um, it's yeah. not. It's no longer just a thing of what I like. It's actually yeah. something that will work. It's something that everybody is yeah. going to love. This. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was the moment when I took my role and responsibilities a lot more seriously. Serious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand. And I like to believe my journey from that radio guy in in university up yeah. until yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. manager and yeah. uh, Nindy Nibel owner today yeah. has been yeah. an organic journey that even I myself didn't script. I mean, I couldn't have scripted going to the university and then a university of technology building a radio station. Let me tell you a funny story. Let me tell yeah. you a very funny story. Yeah. Two weeks after Johnny Drill's interview, yeah, on my show. That's the second interview after you had rescheduled. Yeah. First that interview. The, the, first the, interview. First, the first, yeah. the first time we met after he came on my yeah. radio show. Uh-huh, okay, okay. Oh, okay, that time, yeah. Exactly two weeks after that, yeah. the British Jungle bonds. What? <laughs> yes, there was a fire incident in the radio station. <laughs> Good, but wow. And the religion got burnt. And not until I finally graduated, in yeah. fact, maybe a year after I graduated, was the radio station re-commissioned to open again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, so I mean, if I'm not happy it got burnt, certainly. Yeah. Certainly yeah. devastating, certainly sad. Yeah. But just thinking through it, like that fire incident could have happened anytime before yes. or anytime after I had the yeah. opportunity to meet Johnny Drew. Yeah. And that would have never yeah. happened. Like if it happened before, and yeah, you may have never met before. him. We understand. Yeah. And we yeah. probably won't be having a conversation today. Do you so, understand? Yeah. My, journey, yeah. my career would probably have just taken another direction or I don't know yeah. what would have happened. So Very thinking true. back at it, and I'm not looking at my entire journey up until where I am today has been basically, it's not something I could have scripted myself, certainly. Yeah. I yeah. can only really plan, but nah. <laughs> I mean, clinically speaking, our plans are, they are, they are nonsense in God's eyes. Do you understand? Very true. Very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who could have planned for 2020? Do you get Yeah. <laughs> 2020. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't plan, but yeah, I um I'm not the most religious person you'll meet. Yeah. I would not even regard myself as the most spiritual person you'll meet. But one thing I do is that I I just have a lot of optimism and faith, and mm-hmm. I always want to do my own part. You understand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like as humans, thinking from the human angle, as humans, we have an obligation and a responsibility, and we have to do what we have to do. And yeah. I believe that also. You're not going to, if I wasn't ready for, if I was not prepared, I would have formed yeah. my opportunity to be on that sports show. And that my that yeah. my my value. The man will probably not bring me on the following day. You yeah. probably feel yeah. it was a bad idea. It would not bring me on the <laughs> following day. <laughs> so little yeah. things like being at the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, doing your duties to your very best. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they are, they, are, they are taking, they are not, they are underestimated. The power of that is very, very underestimated because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't open your cup, water is not going to pour in, will it? <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, so basically that has been like uh, a summary of the if that passes for a summary. <laughs> Full story. We're gonna make a we're now gonna make a TV show. We're just gonna make a massive math TV show. Just like what's Netflix now? Watch this. Yeah, that would, that would have, that, that's like, like a summary of my of my journey. Yeah. To becoming yeah. Johnny News Manager, which basically started my career as a music entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you had mentioned some very interesting things, like earlier, about like when you got that big interview for him, that you you sort of dodged the first time, and everyone was in your case, and then yeah. you had to rescue it. But it's something interesting. I'm very been curious about like people in music and the power of relationships. It seems like in Africa, there's a lot of like clout marketing, so it always feels like the only way to position yourself is sort of be like, I guess, pay your way into that place. But then when you're mm-hmm. talking about it, it seems like it's. When it, especially that you work in Journey Drill, and of course you know some interesting people, but just saying, it seems like it's more about relationships at a certain stage, but it seems like a lot of young talent and young artists and managers always think, oh no, it's about the budget. It's about uh, things like that. And and yet you seem to say, no man, like if you have that relationship or you have that connection with someone else, yeah. that door can open for you or you can create an opportunity yeah. for yourself and you just have to be prepared to sort of take advantage of it. And I wanted to know what your yeah. thoughts are on like, relationships via versus this sort of uh, 
pay my way into the building kind of attitude oh, how okay. you yes. talent man especially from a talent manager from like what you yes. think about it where the misconceptions people are having about it yes. uh yeah. just been nice to talk about that okay so um I, i'm sure i'm i there's something i said earlier that you always have to do what you have to do right yeah so first things first times change really fast yeah then we used to sell cds we used to print cds nice about streaming now, cars don't even come with cd players <laughs> do you have a CD player no, my laptop doesn't even have a CD drive. Like it's like. So, I mean, I can't imagine as a musician saying, "Oh, I'm printing ten thousand CDs. Who's going to listen to that?" <laughs> yeah. You understand? Yeah. So yeah. times have changed, right? And yeah. second, I'm going to say is that you are not the richest guy in the world. Even music, whereby how much money you have, the biggest musicians will be the richest people. I'm not, now, I'm not trying to discount the role of money. Yes, money is important. Very true. For some, I'm not yeah. trying to discredit the role of money because yeah. you're not going to get from A to B without money now. But money without talent and the right relationships is you might as well just open a, a uh, recreation center and be playing your way every day since you have enough money or go buy, or go buy yourself a yacht and buy and enjoy yeah. your life. You understand? Because yeah. you can be rich. Yes, of course, you can shoot the most expensive music video. Yes, yeah. you can buy the TV audience, the TV, uh, the TV airplay. Yes, yeah. you can buy the radio airplay. Of course, yeah. you have enough money to pay TikTok influencers. Yeah. Of course, you can pitch the audience better than play the creators. Of course, yeah. you can get your picture on the billboard. You understand? Yeah, yeah yes, which is important. Also. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Of course, you can even hell you can pay promoters to put you to headline you on shows, bro. Yeah, yeah. You can even do your own show. Yeah. <laughs> you can even invest in your own show and yeah. call the video, call Bonaboy, pay them how much is your money? Hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. Pay them the yeah. to come for their show. Yeah. But guess what? Money can't do for you. Money can make someone love your music. Uh, yeah. No matter how much you put it in their faces. Yes, of course, there is that thing of what you consistently see. Because there are some songs that I hate those songs. But guess what? One day I'm just singing. I'm like, how am I singing this song? I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> because I hear this song everywhere. In fact, there, there are some songs that my guys... Once I tell them I hate this song, they just laugh at me. The following week, when I'm thinking this song, they say, "Shame we say you hate this song." I say, "Don't worry." But I guess what? Whenever I open my Instagram, that song is yeah. playing. Whenever yeah. I open my open my put on the TV, whenever I drive out, the DJs are playing it in the club. Yeah. The song is playing everywhere. Yeah, Why yeah. am I singing that song along? Because the song is catchy. Yeah. Right. The yeah. song were not catchy. No matter how much you pay a DJ. DJ will play it like twice and see that people are not liking this song. He'll just give you one excuse or play it for 10 seconds and make a video for you. Bros, I'm playing your song, go, I'm playing your song. And they will, your song will not get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm trying to yeah. say is that money is important. Absolutely, yeah. no doubt. But if the music, you can't buy the love of the fans. Mm. No matter how much money you have. What yeah. money does for you is helps place you in the right places. Okay. And not just when it does that, relationships yeah. does that. Yeah. There is a reason why the top 10 songs on the charts, there is a major label or the other behind it. Yeah. If it's not Empire, it's Sony, it's Maven, it's Chocolate City, it's Wana. Yeah. I don't think, apart from Kaid, yeah. uh, with the song titled With You, um, I'll struggle to remember off the top of my head any song by an independent artist with zero budget has yeah. found its way to the top 10. Yeah, unless it leaks, unless it leaks through like the, the sort of social media route of like a viral thing, like a TikTok thing yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's like sort of like yeah. a unicorn of sorts, like just yeah, like, it it's like, yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah, except you're lucky though. Except you're yeah. lucky for whatever reason, your song got played in a video that went viral. And people yeah. say, that happens. You understand? Yeah. That happens, to be honest. I'll be honest. A song like KPK, for instance, I, these are songs that 
I know, yes, those guys probably had a spend, but that song went viral based on pure quality and love that song had. Because basically, yeah. the song is just about, like, you know what, abundance. Yeah. And Nigerians yeah. love anything that makes them feel like they do have abundance. You understand? Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm just, but what I'm trying to say is that the quality of your music, the relatability of your music are as important as your budget. You ah, understand? Okay. Yeah, now the, the issue is that some people have great quality music, but it's not relatable. Yeah, Basically, okay. you can, it's only people who really like you that can, not a lot of people can connect to the music. Mm, okay. Sometimes they have a budget, sometimes they don't. Those songs yeah. don't get as far. Some people yeah. have great quality music, relatable music, no budgets. Songs yeah. don't go far. Some oh, people have yeah. budgets and good and quality everything. music. Really yeah. yeah, yeah, you understand. But I won't lie, budget is very important. Yeah. It's very important to have a budget. And um that really makes the um that makes the journey really tough yeah. for, for independent musicians. Because yeah. trust me, if you had ten thousand dollars in your bank account as a as an engineer, you made $10,000 monthly, you're comfortable, right? If you had an income of $10,000 monthly as a musician, you, you, you get by. Yeah. Are you going to get a vulnerable level like that? Yeah. Because $10,000 might get your music video yeah. you can't get on tiktok you can't yeah. really you, you don't have the budget to pay influencers yeah no you don't like it or not payola exists to get big on the radio you have to do but, what you have to do right yeah yeah to get prime time tv slots you your song no 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 you don't even have to pay for it your song <laughs> people must want to people must want to hear your song right for the TV. Yeah, and for your song to get there, you know how many street DJs you have to pay? People people say, oh, they don't pay street DJs. People pay street DJs, bro. Because yeah. your song has to be playing when people listen yeah. to it. For yeah. the schedule on TV to say, oh, okay, uh, this song is popping. I'm putting it on prime time rotation. Yeah. Or you have money to pay the scheduler behind closed doors. And then he puts you on prime temptation. Yeah. But whatever it is, you have to do something. Guys, you have to have a budget, bro. Do you understand? Yeah. You need to have a yeah. budget. But, yeah. but there are several creative ways and tools that independent artists can use to yeah. get there. There is social media, and it might be slower, yeah. but Originality, creativity, and authenticity sells. Okay. If, you have a, if you do have a song and a message that people want to hear, you may not have a budget. Yeah. You're going to get there. Yeah. You understand? If you can properly live, if you, if you, because I mean, you have, you need to have something. You need yeah. to have a skill, or someone on your team needs to have a skill. Skill, yeah. Someone on needs to know how to pitch music for Spotify for big Spotify playlists. And yeah. trust me, money won't get you on the editorial playlist. Your song has to be of good quality. I need someone smart enough to know how to pitch it. Yeah. You need to be able to pitch on for Apple Music playlists. You need to be able to get on Boomplay. You need to be able to get on the playlist on Audio Mac. Yeah. You need to be able to sell your song to the club DJ and tell him. I mean, if your song is the type that plays in the club. I'm telling yeah. why people when once you play this in the club, they are going to listen. Yeah. DJ might not have to pay a dime for that. So yeah. if you don't have a budget, you must have a brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's reminding me of like but, the book I was reading sometime back called The Unfair Advantage. Called what? Like in the The Unfair Advantage. Okay. Like in the book, it mentioned something, but what you're sharing is sort of line into the book where the guys are saying that. A lot of people in the world think the only unfair advantage is money. 
and then they were like no it's a balance of factors because it's like you can be in the room he's like you can be in a room with people with money and then another room people are just really smart like like genius clever and like yeah, they will clever. disrupt like a problem and like you with money kind of is not and then you find that that's the advantage and then when money yeah. comes it is it is a wrap as compared to and then when a person with money and then find someone and maybe is like a bit more maybe patient and things like that and like so for you who thinks i need to move fast this person's just taking it slow and then with his money it's just a whole other thing so when you mentioned yeah. like saying i was like oh, it might be yeah. unfair, but where the guys yeah, are sharing yes so can it be done without money yes but trust me it's going to be very challenging you need to be really 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 smart and hardworking. It's like you have to leverage the other you have to leverage the other superpowers of like like either like in terms of the creativity the marketing yeah, uh, the relationships you yeah, almost have become like a politician like a politician where it's like what favor exactly. can i give you leverage this yeah, and like yeah, yeah. what value can i can do this, get ready to produce for free if you can't yeah. for free you understand you are like at the end of the day like i said you have to do what you have to do no angel yeah. is coming up and able to make you a, 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 an early star <laughs> Are the only yeah, one that got really start, bro. Do you understand? Yeah. So yeah. money is important, yeah. right? Money is vital. Budget yes. is key, but it can be done. Yeah. If you don't have it, you just yeah. need to do your homework, and it's a lot of work. It's not in any way easy work. Yeah, it's I not in yeah. any way. Even people yeah. who have money, it's not easy work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even people yeah. who have a big fat budget, people who have an unlimited source of funding, it's not easy work for them, let alone. <laughs> so trust me, it's yeah. not easy work. Yeah. 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 Someone, I, I, said, I, I, someone, someone said something. Um, um someone yes, Daddy Freeze, he said something one time. He said it's easy to become a it's easier to become a successful doctor than yeah. to become a successful musician. <laughs> yeah, very okay. yeah. Yeah. It's easier yeah. to become a successful engineer. Yeah. In fact, it's almost easier to become a success at anything else professionally than it is, it is to become a successful musician. Because yeah. as as, a, as an engineer, um you pay me and say, Hey Matthew, get this house built in two in ten months, for instance. I tell you, okay, you have to pay me seven hundred thousand dollars. The following day, boom, $700,000 is in my accounts. I get the job yeah. done. Yeah. As a musician, guess what's my job? <laughs> Make a million people love this song. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> How am I going to do that, bro? Consist and yeah. with every, doing single in, single out, album in, album out. Yeah. Of course, you are going to have a miss, several yeah. misses. Yeah. Do you understand? So you need one. It takes a lot of work, and then there is no guarantee. As an engineer, once you pay the engineer, you know your house go to bed in the next ten months. Come, your house is built. You don't put out the song and then go to bed, and then it's on number one. <laughs> or the next guy in the street is singing the song. That will not happen, bro. Yes, that is certainly like so not going to happen, bro. Yeah. You can do all the work. You can spend yeah. all the money. And your song is going nowhere. Yeah. Your song to you might be the best, the most relatable song ever, the sweetest hook, sweetest lyrics. You feature 10 early stars. Psst. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet that happens. So that, yeah, yeah. And that, and that, and, and that, that brings me to the, one of the last questions I want to ask was about like, when you talk, because I know Johnny Drill seems like an artist, and even the artist you mentioned, the other artist, it seems like you you represent artists who sort of are like going their own path and seem to own it in a way where it says, I'm doing this thing, if other people, and so I wanted to know what your perceptions on things like, uh, you know, the idea of selling out, I guess, I don't know whatever that means, but the selling out idea of like trying to say, oh, we're in Nigeria, we just need to do Afro beats and that's how it works, or... Uh, like, I mean, you said you have a house DJ and she's like, man, I'm a piano is the thing in Africa. So yeah, I'm just going to yeah. like a piano and like whatever else is happening, I'm not doing it. But yeah, just to sort of refit within the, the mold of what's popping yeah. now and trying to win in a certain way. But it seems like all the artists you present seem to be like, hey, uh, we're not going that way. And do you think it's a good thing for artists to sort of own like, 
even if it's weird or we're tough sometimes, I guess, in the beginning, but do you think it's a much better bet, I guess, to sort of say, this is my direction and I'm going like this way as trying to always, always like come change pivot because you're trying to adjust to, yeah, sort of what, to appeal to the mass audience. The mass audience. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you know how many unsuccessful Afrobeats artists are in Nigeria? <laughs> must be many. There must be many. There must be many. <laughs> so what's the guarantee that you do Afrobeats you'll be successful? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Do you know how many successful pop singers are there globally? Yeah, the many. It's less yeah. than 1%. Do you know how many people do music? Do you, have, do you think about, do you know how many people do music? Do you know yeah, I, was shocked have... I was shocked at the time I was reading the statistic that 60,000 yeah, yeah. songs Released on Spotify every day. Every day, bro. Do you get? Yeah, Trust right. me, that's one of my not sixty thousand today. It's not <laughs> that tomorrow. It's increasing. This yeah. that's actually that's the number is seventy thousand today. Tomorrow is not yeah. seventy. It's seventy thousand five hundred. Seventy thousand seventy one thousand. It's increasing every day. Yeah. Do you know how many how many songs of that do you think make it to a listener of a million people? Very few. Fifty percent or no more like twenty percent. No more like two percent. Yeah. How many songs do you have on your phone? Yeah, like a few, not so many. Like my, okay. I don't know, my Spotify so, has a few, few playlists and a few albums downloaded, and that's. How it. many songs do you think have been released in your country this year? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> many. <laughs> yeah, So, you have something you're doing yeah. that people like. Yeah. People are coming for your shows. People are booking you to play at shows. Yeah. People are sending you messages of how your music helps their life. Yeah. That's success. Well, what do you now want to do? Yeah. Squeeze up people trade the way, go into the studio and record something that you're not good at. Yeah. And yet you had something where there was a connection and a, and a thing. Yeah. So if you think you're going to be good at diversifying your sound, 100% yeah. do it. Yeah. But only do it because you're doing something you like, mm. you're doing something you love. Because let me yeah. tell you, you can't chase success. It's yeah. a shadow. Yeah. You can't chase success. You can't. You will keep on running. <laughs> <laughs> you will keep on running. So That's a t-shirt right there. Like, What's it? A t-shirt. Success is a shadow. Like, it's a yeah. t-shirt. Do you understand? So if you... If you if you think you're going to be good at it, you can give it a try. Yeah. If your audience bites it, congratulations, you hit gold. Yeah. If, if it's if it's exponentially grows your audience base, congratulations, you hit gold. But I know that your conviction one time will tell if you're making a right decision or a wrong decision. Mm. And you're once again. I mean, of course you want to be, I'm not saying people don't want to be successful, but yeah. If you're going to be whack, trust me, there is a million and one whack people and you know what you're doing? You're putting yourself back into the pool. From the 2% of people that have an audience, that have yeah. fans, that people yeah. pay to come watch your shows, you know what you're yeah. doing? You're returning yourself back to those many other people that are doing Afrobeats or doing whatever it is. And yeah. Yeah. you're not to find yourself. So... I believe that it should only only be done for the right reasons. I'm not here to say, oh, don't sell out. Oh, don't do yeah. Afrobeats. Do you yeah. understand? No. Just be for the right reasons. Just has to be for the right reasons. It has to be because you think the music is going to impact someone's life. Because you yeah. think this song wants to make it, more people are going to hear your song. Mm. Because, of course, a pastor wants his congregation to increase every day. Yeah. If you have a message... You don't want only 100 people listening to your message. You want 100 million people listening to your message. Do you understand? Yeah. So if you yeah. feel that doing that song is going to give 100 million more people access and understanding of your craft and your yeah. art, by all then means, go for it. then do go it. for it. Simple oh, as that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's cool. So There is also growth. The only thing constant is growth. Some people, yeah. are they have... They have left themselves stagnant because of this old stereotype of I don't want to sell out. Sometimes yeah. uh, becoming mobile or growing is not selling, it's growing. If you yeah. stand it this way, 
two years ago. It doesn't make you sound this way today. Yeah. Where, where are you going to? going to get boring. Yeah. People will get tired now. Oh, this guy sounds the same way every time now. I'm going to listen to this guy. So yeah. sometimes yeah. it's really just growth, to be honest. Yeah. It's just a, you, were, you are not at the same mental space as you were four, three years ago, four years ago. Do you understand? So sometimes mm-hmm. it's only, it's genuinely just a reflection of the growth and the new influences you find around yourself. Because the music you made when you could barely afford a meal, it's not the same kind of music you're going to make when you are when you only fly private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some sort of change in who you are as yeah. a person as well. And yeah. guess what? Even after singing, this if you start if your music on a private jet starts sounding like imagine David O singing, oh I don't have singing adults who now scam. People are going to be like, oh, no, bro. Like, this is not you, bro. Think about how yeah. you're going to spend a million dollars on the babe. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because that is you. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, if you've gone from the guy who only took public transports to flying yeah. business class only, to flying yeah. private, flying first class, that has to yeah. reflect in your music. Because people know yeah. that. People have yeah. seen you in business class. People have seen you rocking Gucci. People have, seen you, seen, people have seen you doing that. So why is your music now still sounding like someone who is who can who can barely afford the, the taxi fare? Oh, that's very interesting. So using your life situations to inspire the music because yeah, I guess in that moment, your fans are with you and they're saying, oh, we see you are here yeah. and we're here, but now we see you have made it here. So please talk about that experience. Yeah. And like almost yeah, like, exactly. the, like, like what Jay-Z used to do where it's like, the young Jay Z was like, but then like when he did the four four thing, and now I hear the rumors of a new yeah, one. Sure. He seems like he has evolved. Let's not go, go as far as Jay Z, bro. Let's not go as far as Jay Z. Four five years ago, Adekunle Goods' biggest song was "Oriente." No, they complain. No, I mean Oriente yeah. basically singing about yeah. love of his life. Oh, she doesn't yeah. care she doesn't, if he doesn't have a car. Yeah. Oh, she loves yeah. him. Which men have come to try to woo him, woo her from him, but she has stayed yeah. with him. Uh, he dropped a song with David o last year, bro. Guess what he said? Love is not enough. Come to me, have money. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. now a married guy, right? He has a kid that is married. He's rich. Man, really, really uh, rich. Yeah. And he understands that, okay, now to maintain the relationship, you need to have some resources and family. And also when you have a family, now you have to feed and protect. And it's not... so, man, you can't tell your daughter you love her and then she can't go to the best school. You can't buy any shoe, bro. <laughs> like, no food, food. breakfast. Yes, yeah, breakfast. Uh, in the morning, you wake up, oh, daughter, I love you. Okay, dad. Um, my, my neighbor has a bicycle. <laughs> Why does I have a bicycle? <laughs> but yeah. you love me. No, yeah. bro. Do you understand? So, yeah. like I said, Adekule Gold is a, is a perfect example of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adekule Gold will not release a song talking about he do, how he doesn't have money, but his girl still loves him. That was yeah. then, when he didn't have money, and his girl loved him. Uh, <laughs> but now he has money, he must send that money. <laughs> so basically that's it so like i said sometimes what people call sellouts it's simply growth uh, you understand? It's simply growth it's simply you're having different influences right now and i think and what you're saying it just needs to feel i guess natural you know what i mean like sometimes yes. i think west 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 yeah, where it's forced, it starts feeling weird. Where you're like, uh-uh, you're not that, you're not that. Yeah, it fades when it's forced, it fades completely, bro. So it has to always feel natural. Yeah, yeah. So I think, cool. I'm so, yeah. So, the last question I always ask every guest is that, um, yeah. if we've bored people this whole conversation and they have at least listened to us the whole time, what's the one thing, one life lesson that you've learned as a talent manager that you think they can apply to life? And and like just like they can apply and like take whatever whatever they're doing, whether it's music, whether they're also talent managers yeah. or whether they whatever it is they're doing, but like uh just something they can take to life and just do something awesome with their lives or in people's lives. Um but just one life lesson that Matthew you may have. Yeah. First off, I'm barely 30, so when you talk about life lessons, <laughs> next year I'm happy to pay life lesson. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so in like, ten years of your life. What life lesson have you learned? Yeah, but you've well, done a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so far, um, hmm, that's a very interesting question. Hmm, life lesson. 
life lesson. It can be many. So, you can put like a bullet point. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm, I'm trying to because I mean it doesn't not, it doesn't only apply to music. It applies to everyday life. It applies to every every everyone who has an opportunity to listen to this. Um, I'd say is that if you're not happy, then it's not working. These t-shirts you're that you're giving me, it's going to be much for creative asylum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my shares on revenue, simple. Yeah. <laughs> make NFTs and just share, you know? Like you know just start making, if you're yeah. not happy, then it's not working. And I think that applies in everything, in relationships, in business. I mean, if you have not made, uh, credit, if, not, if you've not seen credit alerts in a month, you're not going to be happy as a businessman. Yeah, if you're making losses, you will not be happy as a businessman. Do you understand? It's like having a headache. Most times, the headache is not the sickness. You probably have malaria, but the headache is just like an alarm that tells you yeah. something is wrong with your body. Yeah, do you understand? I feel like that's what sadness and unhappiness is. It's telling you that there is something significantly wrong that needs to be changed. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're not happy, you probably should not be there. Some people are in unhappy marriages and they stay there. They're in unhappy relationships, they stay there. They're in unhappy businesses. They're in unhappy careers. Then it's not working. Mm. Do you understand? I'm not saying you're always going to be adrenaline pump, <laughs> excited, no. Yeah, but basic happiness, do you understand? Satisfaction, yeah. fulfillment. Yeah. That's, those are the basic um, indications of happiness. Of course, there are some days where maybe rainy days, days where it's not yeah. really working, days where you yeah. feel discouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm sure you can understand like what I'm what, what yeah. I'm trying to say. I, mean, I, get, I get what you so, say. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not happy, it's not working. Okay. So yeah. for me, so far in my life, that's what I can say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Otherwise, you're for welcome. your time, uh, it's been yeah, honor. Yeah. I think. We'll just put Jenny Drill and everyone in this podcast. Just be like, yeah. I'll send you the links I can. Yeah, sure. Send us the links. We'll do this. Uh, Let me just stop recording here a bit.